0: Welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you be helpful to other people. My name is Kate Watson, and I can't believe it, the day has come. We are recording our 100th episode. It has been unbelievable to do this podcast over the years and hear from people all around the world who are enjoying it, and if there's one thing that I hear most often about this show, it's... Where's Leslie? We miss Leslie. When is Leslie coming back? And so, folks, for our one hundredth episode, I bring you Leslie. Say hello, my friend.
1: I'm back, and I'm so honored to be here for uh, to be here for the beginning of this and to be for the for the hundredth episode. That is amazing. Massive congratulations to you, Kate. Excellent work. Um, so proud of you, and so honored to be a part of it.
0: Well, I don't know if it ever would have started without you. Um, let's just let's just be nostalgic for a moment about that day that I <laughs> sat in your office at 1420 Pine Street, which is Pierce College. And I said, I'm, I'm having an idea. And I think I said it this way. And you tell me you were there. So you let me know if I'm remembering it wrong. But didn't I say something about how I want to write this book, uh, only trying to help? but I need a place to like test out the material and like see if it's landing and get myself organized and collect my ideas. So I think I said, I'm, I'm thinking about a podcast. Would you like to do this with me? Is that how it went? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you you were telling me like this big goal that you had and you were like, I've just got all
1: these ideas and I just want to get them out and kind of talk them out. And you know, would you, would you be interested? And I was like, you know, every part of me was like, yes, absolutely. But I think the small like actual adult part of me that has other responsibilities, I was like, oh, there's a lot going on in my life. Can I make this happen? And then I was like, you know what, self, this is something that that I would like to do for, for me, for moi. This doesn't have that much to do with my career necessarily, It's not necessarily to do with being a parent. Um, it's for, this is for me. So, you know, Kate was like oh come and, and record this you know podcast with me and and she didn't know she was like signing up to do you know therapy for me essentially you know every time we recorded um so I locked out on that one but um you know it was really something that um it was it was so nice to choose me in that instance like and I like so just so honored that you chose me to participate in this.
0: That is how I remember it I remember telling you think about it you know sleep on it get back to me and I remember you using words like that like I'm choosing this for me and I I I knew exactly what you meant there that like there was no other agenda or it wasn't like a means to some other thing this was just like you deciding to have a moment of fun for yourself so I'm so glad you did um, and I think our decision to do this a couple of years ago and, you know, fast forward a hundred episodes, I think our decision has helped a lot of people. I, I don't always share all this with you, but, um, I do hear from a lot of people around the world. I think we have downloads now in like 40 countries, um, still after all this time. And it's interesting how to me, it started off as a book idea because, yeah, I guess I did, I did technically write the book, um, you know, so that's out there. And, and I, I, I checked that off the list. But I feel like the podcast became the bigger thing and the more important thing and the thing that, you know, I want to keep going. And, and it, it was supposed to be just like a laboratory to test out stuff for this book that I wanted to write. And I wrote the book and it sits on the shelf. And I think, well, that's nice. But this podcast, it's bigger than the book um and that's cool sometimes life takes you by surprise
1: and the book is wonderful too so I mean I think that it it's all it's all good but I think a lot of it is like how we consume media right now I'm like yeah a book is it feels very final and a podcast doesn't feel final it feels like oh this is evolving we can address new things um and uh you know we can even perhaps go back and, and reassess the way that things previously were. And, um, you know, so I think that that's, that's a, a fun part of, of that. And I know like, for me, like finding time to do anything, you know, it's hard to do that. So it's, it's fun to, um, to listen in and I do listen. Um, sometimes I don't listen to the ones with my own voice because I can't stand it. Okay. Listen to the other voice. Um, So um, that's my own personal foible.
0: (laughs) It's really common. It's really common. Like oftentimes when I bring on a guest and I record, I'll send them the recording before it's out in the world. And I'll say, take a listen. Let me know if you're happy with it. And people write back in two seconds and they're like, yeah, I'm not listening. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: did what I did. I said what I said.
0: It's out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was giving some thought to... Like, what have we covered over these 10 seasons? Um, you know, it'll be, it'll by the, by the time this is out, we'll be coming up on five years because we do two seasons a year. So 10 seasons over five years, 100 episodes. And the truth is, I'm not sure that a lot of brand new stuff is coming up. I feel like every time I think I'm choosing a new fresh topic, it always seems to come back to the same couple of themes, which mm-hmm. is cool. You know, I think that's okay. And so I thought, what if we spent this 100th episode, like summing it up in a couple of themes? Like this is, this is the, the journey we've been on. I think one of those themes that just keeps coming up over and over and over again is that no one really listens as well as they think they do. Um, and I, I, I always say, even if you think you're an amazing listener, do better. Um, okay.
1: So on time out, I don't know if you, I've, I think I've said this to you before, but frequently when I'm in a conversation, especially with text, when you have a second to think, I stop. If I'm having a conversation I'm like, I just don't know what to say to this. I stop and I'm like, what would Kate Watson say? What question would Kate Watson ask? Because she always asks the best questions that really make you feel like you're being listened to. Um and don't, you know, drive the conversation in any way, direction that, that that's not where you wanted to go. So um, yeah, you're, you're in my head. That's what I think about. Like, you know, WWKWD.
0: <laughs> that, that's pretty funny. I, well, it's interesting you say that at this moment, right? Because at this moment, we're talking about being a good listener, and, and you're saying that you think I'm a good listener and it shows in the way that I ask questions, that my questions show I'm paying attention. Um, I say that it's interesting because I had, I had questions or ask good questions listed as a whole separate item, but let's kind of merge them since you're merging them. I think another theme um, that maybe is related is we have said over and over and over again, to get better at how we ask questions. Um, And, and by that, I mean, like ask before you do something, like before you just show up and do something that you think is helpful to others, ask permission first, check if it's okay. Ask, ask, ask. This is how we like respect people's boundaries and we, we treat them kindly and we're not violating, but you and I talked about how to make those questions a little better. Like it's, It's not that helpful to people if you say to them, oh, I know you're going through a tough time. What do you need right now? They don't know. They don't know what they need right now. Um, But to ask it more specifically, like I could offer these things, which of these things would be helpful to you right now? That's a better question. Do you recall us talking about that?
1: Absolutely. And in many different ways, because I feel like, you know, <laughs> way, way back, um, you know, our, our initial conversations, a lot of them were around me being like a new parent and like, you know, that sort of thing of like, you know, what help do you need? And then, you know, other life changes, like I remember like going back and thinking about these things, like, how how can I be better, like, like to, to offer ideas of what i can do to help rather than just being like hey i'm here if you need me um and that's you know i want to like cast aspersions on that because i feel like there is a a lot of like there's decency in that like we know that there's such good intention behind that like yeah i'm absolutely here when you need you need me um let me know what you need. But that, you know, it's more helpful to say, you know, here's two things I could offer. Would this be of interest for you? Uh, would this be helpful? Um, I mean, it does take a lot more creativity because then you got to kind of try to figure out what might be helpful and then also leave people an exit if it's not
0: helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It's more work. And I think the idea is I think there's some kindness in saying, I'm going to do the work for you, my friend who's going through a tough time, Um, for you, my friend who's dealing with loss or stress or anxiety or something's happening in your life and I want to be helpful. Let me lift the burden of you having to figure out what to ask for. I'll do that work. I'll think of some things that might be helpful, but you have to let me know if they truly are. And, you know, you're right, Leslie, sometimes we don't know what would be helpful and we just like can't even think of an idea. I think it's okay to say that. I think it's okay to say, gosh, I'm really trying to think of what I could offer right now that would be helpful. Nothing's coming to mind. If you think of anything, let me know. And I will keep thinking in the meantime, because you know, there's got to be something I could do to be useful um, and as soon as I think of it, I'm, I'm going to send my ideas your way, something like that.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's so useful. Actually, uh, you know, thinking, <laughs> you always make me think about my life. I had a, um, a neighbor a few weeks ago, um, like call me up out of the blue. This is not a neighbor that I'm particularly close with. I like her, um, you know, but we don't, you know, we don't talk as much as some of my other neighbors, especially that have kids the same age as my kids, um, so she called me up and she's like, can you come outside real quick? And then she told me that, um, you know, her mom died and, uh, I understand that feeling. Um, and, uh, well, I understand a feeling that's like that, not the same feeling, but, um, you know, so, you know, I've been trying to think she asked me to do something for her. Like she asked me to like, you know, hold the keys for her house while she was gone. Um, And since then, I've been like, I really want to do something, but I've been caught in like this indecision where I'm like, what should it be? Like, I don't know her that well. So I try, I like asked one of her kids the other day, she's got older kids. And I was like, does your mom like sweet things or salty things? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's like, why are you asking me this weirdo? (laughs) Um, So I'm like, oh, I'm going to like go and I'm going to make like a care package and I'm just going to like drop it off. And I've, I've got this like grand idea. Did I have, I executed it yet? no I haven't so I need to like do that but I think that's a really good way to stop this to be like maybe we should just be like hey I'm thinking about you yeah. you know do you like flowers or are you more of like a you know send me pizza type of person <laughs> like um so I think that there's um there's value in just saying like I'm thinking about you and here's here's some options and that you know for someone like me, who I get kind of caught in analysis paralysis about things, like I have too many options. I want to be the best gift, gift giver there ever was. And I have absolutely just not gotten a gift before for somebody because I'm like, I, it's just not good enough. But that's like not the point.
0: It seems like you do worry about like, does this seem weird? Um, you know, like you went to the neighbor's son or daughter and said does your mom like sweets or salt and and to me now you just said that person was like why are you asking me this probably Leslie they were thinking it's so nice that you're asking this
1: I, I hope so I mean yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you're well, worried I was like hey do, what do you like and then I was like more specifically like what does your mom like so you know
0: yeah yeah I just, I think sometimes it holds us back in life when we're worried that like doing a kind thing might be weird. Um, And and I guess sometimes doing a kind thing is weird. I don't know. Um, I guess I, I would hope that if a person sees that you're just being yourself, you're not putting on some kind of like kind act, if you're just being yourself, probably it just means they get to know you better.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point yeah i mean and and just to know like there's somebody that is is keeping them in in mind um and i did strategically want to wait a couple of weeks after you know so when things die down and when the cards stop coming and the touch points stop coming just to let her know she lives across the street i could just be like hey you there um but you know it's been yeah you we know, just haven't gotten a chance to see her recently
0: so um I love that move of waiting a couple weeks for when the rush dies down. Uh, I'm a big fan of that.
1: Yeah. Every once in a while, somebody will contact me out of the absolute blue and just be like, I was just thinking about your mom. And I don't know um, if they know just how, like it, it affects me in a good way and a bad way. Cause sometimes it brings me to a place where I was like, damn it. I was not, I was, I was okay. (laughs) I was living life over here. I wasn't thinking about, all that and now I have to but it's such a treasure anyway you know um to know to keep that that person's memory alive
0: yeah to know that you're not the only one who who thinks about her yeah absolutely yeah um so much of what we're talking about now relates to one of those other themes which is just about like closeness and and intimacy and I don't mean like romantic intimacy but just like feeling tight with people and over the years, I feel like we've said over and over and over again that that's just something that has to be nurtured and earned. And uh, it seems like an obvious one to bring up now because you're talking about your neighbor, who you don't even really know that well. Um, but obviously, there's enough of a closeness that your neighbor is leaning on you in this time.
1: well, I mean, I was definitely second second choice. The other neighbor was out of town, <laughs> but I'm glad I was I was glad to step up, you know <laughs> like... yeah,
0: okay. So maybe, so maybe there is a closer neighbor, but uh, still this is an opportunity then to build that kind of closeness because this is a time of her life. She will always remember. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and you might be allowing her to remember it with some fondness, not all tragedy. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I was thinking about um, other themes like knowing our limits um i i I worry this is the one we haven't touched on enough i I regrets a strong word. I don't have regret, but i I sometimes listen back to old episodes and cringe a little at moments where I think I'm asking the audience to give of themselves maybe way too much mm. um. And, and if there was one thing I could go back and edit in the last 99 episodes, I might dial that back a little and and crank up a little. Like you are no one's savior. You are not Superman, Superwoman. Um, you have limitations. It's OK not to be there for everyone all the time. And so it's still been a theme. I just wish it had been a, a stronger theme. Uh, and maybe for the next 100, it will be.
1: Yeah. You know, that's something that I I feel like I'm like always having to recalibrate, like what, what things can I accomplish? And and, and that actually, you know, exacerbates these, these issues that I have where I'm like, Oh yeah, like I want to do something nice, but now I have to like move mountains to make it, you know, really something special and perfect. Um, and then I'm like, I just don't have the mental capacity. I don't have the bandwidth, I don't have the time, I just don't have the focus. Um and and then sometimes then I end up where I'm like, I just feel bad now and didn't do enough. I didn't do it in the timeline that was appropriate. Um when if maybe I, you know, it would have been like, okay, like in an ideal world, you know, I would do something in this case that's especially meaningful and amazing and perfect and whatever. But in the world we're living in, this is what I got. <laughs> it might just be like a hey, thinking about your text. Um, you know, like, and I think that you know, when when there's so much going on, sometimes we have to just say, "What, well, hang, hang on, like, what, what can I do in the now, and not in the like, ideal?"
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I do worry that I have perpetuated, I mean, accidentally, accidentally perpetuated this idea that we must always, like, sacrifice ourselves for others. Um, Maybe not. I I maybe am being a little overly critical on myself, but I want to really commit to all future episodes to be a lot more careful about that because I do think we have over and over and over again talked about, like doing what's good for the other person and maybe like touched on knowing your limits and your boundaries for yourself. And it's always like a side note at the end, like, Oh, before we end today, I should also say have boundaries. And then like, da, 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 like we're done. Um, I think I need to do responsibly. I, I need to do a better job of talking about how that idea of limitations and boundaries should be always present constantly while you're, there to help others. You cannot do all things for all people. And, and there may be some grand gestures you can do for some people, but that doesn't mean you are required to do them for all people. Uh, I think it's okay to have an inner circle who gets more of you than the outer circle gets. And, and that's been a real lesson for me in my late thirties is like, it's it's all right. It sounds kind of weird to like have tiers of friends, but it's just realistic <laughs> that like I have closer friends and I have friends. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. Are
1: you saying that you have a top eight?
0: Are I, we back I, in I, MySpace days? Oh, I was like eight. Where did you come up with eight? Remember back mm-hmm.
1: in MySpace days, it was like you have you rank your friends, and we would all like every week it'd be like, oh, I think we got to do some movement here.
0: <laughs> got it. I can't say, I mean, I, I had a MySpace page, but I don't think I ever like was that aware of what was happening. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, perhaps I am saying that. I think there are things that I do for my, my sister, my parents, my husband, my best, best friend from 20 years ago that I might not do for a friend who's like a neighbor down the street who I met two months ago. And I, we're on maybe a first name basis, but mostly we say hey to each other, and that's just reasonable, folks. It's okay to have some different rules for some different people in your life, um, and just because you sat by your best friend's side while her father was dying doesn't mean you have to do that for, you know, um, your coworker who you occasionally see at the quarterly staff meeting. Like you don't, you don't need to do that for all people. Um, it's okay to have an inner circle who you do a little bit more for than the outer circle.
1: Maybe that would help with people like knowing like what, what to expect from themselves to be like, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like with my job right now, what I'm thinking a lot about is process and, you know, trying to, to, to systemize things so that we don't have to to recreate the wheel with every new idea. Um And, um, you know, so I, I feel like maybe if that's like, okay, sit down and think to yourself, like, you know, who are my absolute rider dies? Who, you know, who, who am I going to show up for all day, every day? And then like, who would I like to strengthen relationships with and who's okay? You know, And, and that probably fluctuates a little bit based on what's going on in their lives and what's going on in your life. And, um, it, you know not to say like oh well, I'm not gonna sorry <laughs> you're you're the the um the bottom tier on my list and um you're in the freemium um so you haven't paid in your subscription model yet <laughs> um but you know just to to think about like you know what what they sort of can can expect from you and and what you can expect from them and that's one thing that I've I've learned about boundaries I think is is not Doesn't have anything to do with other people. It has to do with me and what, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able to say, um, you know, I'm not willing to have somebody in my life treat me like that, or I'm not willing to entertain those types of conversations. Um, I, you know, it just doesn't do good things for me. So, um, no, thanks. (laughs) Um, and, and then, you know, yeah, I think, you know, recalibrating every once in a while is probably positive on that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, gosh, it was way back in the very first season, Leslie. um, We talked about how some people are are quick to say like, I'm cutting that person out of my life. Look, sometimes that might be what you want to do. Okay. No one's going to stop you. Go right ahead. I think there are other times when maybe someone was like top tier and you're realizing they're not that good for you in your life, but you don't really want to say goodbye. Totally. It's kind of about relocating them in your life. Like where, where can I position this person in my life where I feel comfortable with the status of our relationship and maybe top tier is not where I want that person to be, but I don't need to throw them in the garbage either. Like maybe there is a, a spot for them and there's something so empowering about just deciding that for yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would feel a little guilty, I think, at first doing this, not saying that it shouldn't be done, but I'm just airing that, that I think that I would have some guilt attached to that. And the next time I'd see them, I'd be like, you don't even know this, but you're (laughs) 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 C-list. But I think, you know, honestly, we all probably do that a little bit. And I don't think it's like malicious or anything. I don't even think you're saying like, oh, like, you don't, you don't matter to me as much. It's just, you know, what, what can I do? To help and what you know what makes sense and you know we don't want to be weird either
0: yeah i i hope there isn't anything malicious about it for me it's a way of keeping people um uh, it's a way of holding on to them but just finding the right spot for them right because um, i'm i'm not again i'm okay with other people who decide to do this no judgment to them but for me personally i'm not a big cut them out of my life kind of gal let's just mm-hmm okay for others, but it's not my style. It's not my speed. Um, I, I, I can't think of too many people I've ever been like, I had I can't have any contact with them. Like even, even ex-boyfriends, like you might occasionally hear from them and that's fine with me. Like, I don't feel the need to be like, don't ever talk to me again. There may be a few people I have felt that way about, but not too many, just not me. I'm more like I want to keep everyone. Right. But I can't I can't keep everyone in the same position.
1: <laughs> well, you know, and I think that like even maybe stopping to think about this could be helpful because I can think of a few years ago probably pre-kids if I were to give a list of like, you know, top besties, it, that list might look different now. Um and I feel a little bad about that. And maybe if I had realized that some of those people were cycling out of, you know, my inner circle, I could have done some things to reach out and strengthen that a little bit more to make sure that that didn't happen. And I think it does happen sort of naturally. Um, You know, you know, one thing that I try to keep in mind is that like everything is a season, you know, things, things come and things go. And sometimes, Just because you're not like in an inner circle with somebody right now, doesn't mean that that door is closed forever. Um, So yeah, and that's how I I try to feel about like, oh, well, I see these people are like hanging out and I would have liked to be there, but you know what? It's okay. So I don't have to be all things to all people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't even remember now which theme we're talking about because this is about a lot of them. (laughs) Uh, I guess I were, it was boundaries. <laughs> yeah it was limitations and boundaries and you can't be all things to all people um, but it also seems like it's kind of related to this idea of of you know having to nurture closeness and intimacy and that that might al- not always be accessible to you in different seasons of your life yeah Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I think you know when you've got kids everything changes i know that's new news to everyone listening to this what um but like all of a sudden like you have these human beings who need you for everything they need you for the the good things they need they need you to be there while they're screaming um <laughs> you know like they need they need all the things and you know when you are you, you, as a parent, like you are all things to that child. And that takes a lot, that takes a lot of, uh, of uh, emotional bandwidth. And, you know, so I talked to a lot of other, like, you know, people, but definitely parents where we're just like, oh man, like, I really wish we could do more. And I need to, you know, I need to, to reach out more. We need to do more things. We need to, you know, reestablish our, you know, um, traditions and things like that. But it's just you know sometimes it just gets away from you because you like you can't be all things to all people but you have to be all things to your kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think if there is just one more theme though that I, I would like to highlight, it's that I worry when people are are overcommitted to being a quote good person, um, because when people are so committed to like this identity of I'm, I'm a good person, then they become unwilling to get feedback on mistakes or accept that they have flaws or be corrected at times. And I just think it's this mm. silly myth, this, it's a silly myth that there are good people and bad people, like no such thing. We, we are all somewhere in the middle And um, I get concerned when people just hold too dearly to the idea that like, no, 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 I'm a good person. Well, fine. But if that is blocking you from growing and being better because you think you've already achieved it, then I am concerned about that. And I think that's something that's come up over the years. Any thoughts about that?
1: I think like you had to figure out like, what exactly do you feel like a good person does? um and are those actions or are the is that just a, a sticker that you got a couple of years ago and then you just it, it lasts forever um but at the, on the same side of that like yeah maybe there aren't just quote-unquote good people there are people that have that do good things that have good actions and um you know like I just feel like you know what what does that mean and if you were a good person, good people listen and grow, right?
0: Um, yeah, I think um, part of when I say I'm concerned about an overcommitment to being good, it's like if you try to give someone feedback and they, they look like they, you've just like knocked them off their pedestal or like they're losing their identity and and, and oh my gosh, but I thought I was a good person. It's like, relax like we're all good, we're all bad, whatever. We're all somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think being being so committed to it is kind of dangerous. And if we just let go of this idea that there even are good people and bad people, we're all just people trying to do the best we can. I think I think that theme has has been useful through the years here.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I think that there's another side of that where you're like, okay, like maybe you thought you were a good person but you're not, you know, you messed up and that doesn't mean that now you're a bad person and that doesn't mean that now you don't do good things anymore um it just means that you messed up and you can say like hey you know what retrospectively i should have been i should have done this and i realize that now and wow like if you can admit that to somebody like and you can model that behavior for somebody publicly like you know I I just think that that really does make you a good person. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, if there are good people, that right. sure sounds like one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so the
1: name of this episode are <laughs>
0: is, are there good people? <laughs> <ugh>. Yeah, there's <laughs> no naming this one. <laughs> um thank you for joining me for number 100.
1: Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I love, you know, learning from you. And uh, I, I always come away with uh, something that I can do better and then feeling a little good about doing other things.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to those who are listening, we are getting ready to sign off here on number 100, which just makes me excited to start dreaming about what the next 100 might look like if we are so lucky to keep doing it. Um, And so send us our ideas. You know how to reach me. It's kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. Send your questions, send your thoughts, and uh, we'll see you next season.